internet. You're tuned in to episode 111 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And making his return to the show this week for our Ring Fit February Challenge Month. The man, the myth, the legend who attained not one, not ten, but f- over 40 minutes on Ring Fit Adventure yesterday. Mr. Chewy plays! <laughs> hey, how's it going? I was beat after those 40 minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hope you were beat after 40 minutes. It was so funny. I, I So uh, if you're following along on our Ring Fit stuff, we're going to be talking about it in the main topic. You can follow along on Discord and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh I, I I go to Sarah. It's like 11.30, and I'm, like, just about to start my workout. And I look, and I see that you had done, like, 40 minutes or whatever. And I was like, man, Chewie did 40 minutes? And she just goes, Jesus, he's embarrassing you guys, huh? It's like just clowning us out on our own show. <laughs> Honestly, it, I don't know, though. Some days are definitely, like, it's a lot busier than others. So 10 minutes is mm-hmm. all you're going to get. But I was like... It's Saturday. I've really got nothing going on today. Let's let's see what we can do. <laughs> let's get swole. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, uh, we will talk more about our our Ring Fit adventures uh, in the main topic this week. Uh, but before that, let me just tell you guys where you can find us all around the web. Of course, we are the podcast. We post every Monday wherever you get your your podcasts. Uh, we are LootPods.com's weekly Nintendo podcast. Where we get together and talk about all things Nintendo and you know some other stuff going on in the world of gaming. Uh, you know, we get into what we're playing, answer your questions. It's a good time. We have fun here. Uh, of course, if you want to support the show, you can do that by writing in and becoming a part of it in our weekly mail pot segment by writing into me at Pete at Lupots.com, going and joining our Discord, uh, where we've got an always growing community of pots heads just like you. They're talking about Nintendo, helping each other find next gen consoles, and now in our brand new fitness channel trying to get swole so if you want to come become our swole mate you're going to want to go join that community it's a great way to be a part of the show and uh, to connect with us and other other people like you and then of course if you want to go above and beyond and show your support for the show you can go over to our patreon patreon.com slash loopots where for just a buck you can get access to our patreon exclusive show after dark where this week chewy will be joining us and we're going to be discussing arguably and that's what i guess we'll be figuring out the greatest sitcom of, of the decade of all time Shit's Creek. You'll be there to hear it if you give us just a buck. So I hope you'll go tune in uh, for that one this week. It should be a good show. Uh, plus, you'll get access to 70 some odd other episodes of Steve and I spilling our guts and doing spoiler casts and all kinds of fun stuff. It's a great show. We think it's worth a buck. Uh, and it's the best way to get a little bit of extra loot pots in your RSS every week while helping us out. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to get some more content from us, we're all over the web. Wherever you get your video game content, where they're making some for you. Uh, the best place to keep up with us right now is, of course, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash where every Thursday night, Steve and I have been getting together to stream something. Um, this week, we're actually going to be doing uh, something pretty cool with our friend of the show, Sierra Plus Ultra, who you might remember from our Among Us stream a while back. Sierra and I go way back, a good friend of mine, and we're going to be doing some streaming with her. Uh, We're not sure exactly on the timing and everything since the game comes out on Friday. It's on our normal day. Go follow the Twitter, head to the Discord. It's the easiest way to keep up with all the stuff we've got going on over there. So, oh, and the YouTube channel, of course. If you want to go get your video essays (laughs) or... Come watch this show in glorious video now and see our bright, shining faces. Uh, Go like, share, subscribe. You know how to internet. That's enough shilling for now. Let's jump into what we've been playing this week. All right. So, Chewy, you're back. Kick us off again. Yeah. um, Still kind of playing through Age of Calamity. 
I've made it to the last chapter at this point. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it. How many hours in are you to get to the last chapter? I think I'm about, I'm a little over 25. I want to say around 28, maybe closer to that 30 hour mark. Um, There's like a a decent amount of stuff to get distracted with. Um, From people I've talked to, it's taken them about 80 or so hours to like 100% complete everything. Um, I stopped trying as soon as I heard that 80 hour thing. I was like, "I, I don't got time for that right now. So um yeah i'm last chapter so i'm gonna see what happens some big things have already happened and one character specifically plays pretty differently from earlier so i'm like getting used (laughs) to that um but yeah outside of that i have been on this little journey of revisiting my 3ds lately i know last week i told you guys i was playing warioware um still great i want a warioware for switch please bring it um this week, it's been Picross 3D Round 2. It's like a Picross game, which is like, you know, just numbers, puzzle type of game. You fill in blocks to make some sort of image. Uh, this 3D one, you make a 3D, like, sculpture. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the music is really relaxing. So I like just turning it on. And sometimes I just listen to the OST, but... But yeah, it's lo-fi P-cross beats to study slash (laughs) relax. Yeah, there's one that's literally just like background coffee shop chatter, (laughs) which is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and another one that's just that plus this little piano that sounds really nice. I love it. I'm like, I'm at a fancy dinner party right now. This is wonderful. (laughs) Um, I'm getting further in that game. So the puzzles are getting a lot more complex where... Before, it's like you're solving essentially like one little sculpture, but I just hit my first puzzle where it's like this giant thing and you're doing it in sections. So there's like nine different sculptures. It's called the Royal Parade. And last night I finished making the Queen. So that was was a good one. (laughs) The Queen queen of England? Yeah, yeah. It looks just like her, but like (laughs) adorable. (laughs) Steve perked right up there. Yeah. It's like, oh, Her Majesty. Yeah, great. Oh, we <laughs> love the Royals. seen her face on all of our money, and when we get post through the door, she's right in the corner. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but yeah, that's basically what I've been going through. Uh, kind of a busier week awesome. for me, so I haven't gotten to dig into anything too new this week. You, you mean that 45-minute ring fit session was digging into your video game time? <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Steve, I can't help but notice a theme in the games that you played this week. Yeah, a little bit. And they happen to be, they happen to be two entries in, in arguably one of the greatest video game franchises of all time, which happens yeah. to be celebrating a birthday. Some might say year. a legendary franchise. I think, I think safe to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we obviously played Ocarina of Time on stream this week. And I feel like I did a lot better this week than I did last week. Oh my god, so yeah. much better. So I, yeah. I mixed things up a little bit. I, I tweaked the, the mapping of the, the controls on my Xbox controller, so it feels a lot more natural. The D-pad is now the C buttons rather than the stick, so I'm not constantly like accidentally equipping something. Pulling out your slingshot <laughs> when you're trying to adjust the camera. <laughs> and I know that if I'd have had it that way, when I picked up the fairy this week, 
I accidentally would have used the ferry when I was trying to like move up and down. I know it would have happened. Um, but yeah, this week was fun. Like Zayd and Doc in the chat just arguing with each other is the best way to go. And like we get all the way to Korok Forest and I'm like, now I'm going to turn around again and go back to the mountain. Dude. It was so funny because so uh, if, if you guys missed it, of course, the archive is still up on Twitch uh, for I think it's two weeks. But um, we're working on a, a place to get these up in a VOD place where you can watch the whole series when it's done. Uh, but <laughs> the, we were arguing about like, well, which version of Ocarina of Time is this? Because if it's this version, you can't go do this in this order. But if it is this version, then you can you know do whatever order you want. It was ridiculous, uh, but we had a lot of fun, and I, I'm having a blast doing this. And I, I it's been really cool to see uh, the community respond to it the way that they have. Mm. You know, because um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I I love streaming retro games. I love playing old games, and and like kind of I don't know, like like bumping up against them. You know, and like like seeing the things that haven't aged well, and also having the nostalgia for some some games like this, stuff like that. Um, I feel like there's a lot of fun to be had, kind of going back and revisiting our history a little bit. Um, but stuff like that is always a gamble if people are going to show up and care. So um, the fact that you guys have been coming in droves to watch Steve smash his head against the wall uh, <laughs> and me scream at him has been I don't think really it's just you screaming at me. I think everyone, like, uh, Doc did the <laughs> pulling his hair out of his head emoji in the uh, the Twitch chat so many times when I did the wrong it thing. Was, it was so funny, Chewie. There was this... So you know the part uh, in Hyrule Castle where you have to sneak in to go talk to Zelda in, like, the beginning? Yeah, iconic. <laughs> right of course so we get there steve's never done this before of course and i'm like okay steve so we got to take this slow it's a little hard and doc's like don't listen to him it's not hard it's so easy and i was like um excuse me doc he had trouble jumping through the spider web <laughs> in, in the great deco tree so excuse me if i think he's gonna have some trouble and he just goes i'm sorry comment rescinded like, <laughs> it's like exactly. you know what that that whole section of game just like from early on, I realized stealth games are just not for me. Like, I am not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much trouble with that as a kid. Um, I think the only reason I could do it now is because, like, I had to do it over and over again. That it's just, like, ingrained in my brain now that I'm like, okay, I have to walk this way. Otherwise, it isn't going to work. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, I don't know. I found that bit so easy. And I think it may have been because I've just been playing Hitman nonstop the last few weeks that yeah. I was just like used to following patterns and seeing where they're going and doing the stealth side of things. But that level reminded me a lot of the, the Yiga clan bit in Breath of the Wild where you have to go and yeah, sneak yeah. past the dudes with the bananas. Um, I loved that that part of Breath of the Wild as well, which was really, really fun. I had to fight everybody in that part. I'm not good at <laughs> stealth. <laughs> I intentionally fought everybody. I, that's a thing I'll do in games. Cause I don't, I don't mind stealth. Like there are, um, there's a game on my list this week that is very stealth oriented. Um, I like games that have strong stealth systems, but I don't like games that are about being stealthy. If that makes sense. Like I like games where I have the option to be stealthy, but then once I get caught, I just role play, you yeah, know, like um, like one of the games on, on my list this week is Dishonored 2. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll talk about more about why I played it, I guess, in a minute. But like 
what I love doing in that game is like I, I play like I'm sneaking in, but as soon as I'm caught, I'm like, up, oh, jigs up, like let's kill everybody, <laughs> you know, and like that's that's how I want to play, you know. And if I can escape and go hide again and then sneak my way back out, like I will. Um, but you know, it's like I try to just pretend I'm actually an assassin in this scenario, like trying to get by on the skin of my teeth. You know, I think that makes it more fun. That's a hundred percent how I was playing Hitman. Like if I got caught, I would just kill the person that caught me take on their outfit and hopefully no one saw me and then pretend that it wasn't me that did it. I was just like, I don't know what you're on about. It was yeah. some other dude that was wearing something else. That like, oh my God, someone like died me. at the party? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's so stupid. You can get away with the most stupid things in that game. So, Steve, I know you and I talked about this off mic. I think it might have been or it might have been on our stream, but I have to buy Hitman 3 now because they're doing a they're doing a kind of funny mission are, this yeah. month. And I'm like, if you're telling me I can kill Greg Miller in this game, I got to pick it up. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they did it. It's kind of funny. But MinMax, who they're also doing a community um, contract with, they got a bunch of the people on their discord to put their contract together. And so it was like 100 percent like a community planned contract, which I love That's the sound so of. It's so cool. Like imagine being a part of that community and like downloading the game and seeing the the contract you worked on with io interactive yeah. it must be such a cool <laughs> moment that is really cool yeah um so so yeah why don't you expound a little bit more you also picked up breath of the wild i did week. yeah so i was sat downstairs uh, a couple of days ago it was now and macaulay was playing you're just like i want to play ocarina of time so bad well, but i know i can't i was gonna play some I, I was like looking for something to play on my switch and i was like i'm gonna buy another game and i was like no i'm not buying another game i've got mario 3d world coming this week i shouldn't just be buying a game because i'm bored and i've been wanting to play breath of the wild again for a while but i i kind of put it off to because i kind of thought breath of the wild 2 was coming this year but i don't think that's until late half of this year as we've discussed in the predictions and i'd like to get through breath of the wild again before that happens um just to recap everything there's a lot of the story i've forgotten a lot of the stuff that i had totally forgotten about most of the shrines i seem to remember and i can just blitz through them so it's actually quite nice so i'm just quickly going through the game God, i do not think i would remember those i think that would be one of the hardest <laughs> parts for me is like oh i don't remember those <laughs> <at all." laughs> i got to one of the shrines where it was the motion controls and i just forgot how much i hated those every single one with the motion controls i just hated the one with the ball That's i the remember one I being just such did. a nightmare yeah yeah i remember because like i was pl i played a lot of that game in handheld mode and I remember like going and getting my pro controller because I couldn't do it. And I was like, God, this is driving me fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so the way I did that the first time was I played it docked and I just flipped the, the pro controller upside down. And I just did it yep. flat off the back. But I was playing it handheld. And like a total moron, I tried doing that when it was in handheld. And I was like, well, now I can't see the screen. <laughs> this isn't gonna work so i had to actually do it properly and oh my god that ball went off so many times it was horrendous dude it's so funny that you did exactly what i did i totally cheated i was like fuck this maze i just flipped it and had the flat back it yeah. was just like flung it a few times <laughs> until yeah. i landed it that's exactly what i did <laughs> it became a carnival game instead of a maze yeah, yeah the that, motion that, controls <laughs> The motion controls in that game are kind of funny because a lot of people say they kind of like it for the bow and arrow and everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm just like, no, it's not as responsive as Splatoon. I, I need it to be a lot more motion-y than be? it actually is. <laughs> I can't do motion I can't do aim. No, no way. I can't do motion aim. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's, I think it's just like, it's like a mental thing. 
You know, like uh, the fact that like 90% of the game is not using motion and then it's like, oh, just do it for this one thing. I'm like, I can't. can't Yeah, it it is a bummer when they like kind of split it like that and you're just like only seeing it for one portion. Um, I think it clicked with me, though, because I didn't play a whole lot of like twin stick shooters growing up. And so when Splatoon came out, like the motion controls felt pretty natural to me. So... But yeah, they don't cool feel as natural in Breath of the like Wild at all. <laughs> yeah, I have that muscle memory now or it's just like I can't I can't do it any other way. Yeah, like me as a teenager, it was Halo 13. I played SOCOM on the PS2. We were part of the like public beta or private beta for the PS2 yeah. online stuff. So they sent us a kit and that was headset. <laughs> That's we awesome. We were like cool. SOCOM, Ghost Recon, whatever it was. I can't remember. Navy SEALs, I think it was. That was that was fun. It was really really good. Um, so I've got that muscle memory like Pete has for the for the twin stick. Uh, but back to Breath of the Wild, I'm having a, an absolute blast with it. I forgot how good this game really can be. I've just made it to Zora's Domain. I've done about twelve shrines now, so I've got two heart containers and a stamina upgrade on my wheel. Um, I'm about to do the first uh, mythical beast, or whatever they're called. What are they called? Divine Beast. Oh, Divine Beast, right. (laughs) It took me a minute because I was like, Mythical Beast? Like, I was like, like, good mythical morning? Yeah, that's what I was complaining. And I was just like (laughs) off on that. I was like, what are they called? Yeah, the Divine Beast, the elephant one that um, shoots the water up. But then I think after that, I'm going to go do uh, Urbosa because I really miss that, like, fire up. Just get the wind straight away. That's the that's what I'm oh, really yeah, yeah. missing in the game at the moment. I having to start mm-hmm. a fire to like get that wind so you can go up without having that just special ability. It really does make you realize how little you get at the beginning of that game once you go back from playing having everything, the master sword, the master shield, the uh the like all of the abilities they give you back to square one where you're stuck with like a stick of like a, a, <laughs> yeah, a stick that fell off of a tree and that's all you've got and like a, a pot lid as your shield and some scruffy trousers and you have to like go from nothing to getting <laughs> everything and like saving saving hyrule are you um, playing are, are you replaying in master mode or just the regular no. difficulty? Regular mode, yeah. I That's good. I, I tried master mode. mode and I was like, how can people do this? It's so annoying. <laughs> Dude, I I uh, I really want to beat it in master mode, but I also know that any amount of trouble I have in master mode, Sarah will just make fun of me <laughs> because she beat it and she's a goddamn beast at that game. Um, and I know she'll give me a hard time. <sighs> the hardest part is just like you have a twig and regenerating blue <laughs> baddies. And I'm just like, no, I can't do this. They're like, hey, so you're <laughs> uh, on the plateau. You have a twig. There's a Lionel. Deal with uh-huh. that. It's like, what the fuck? I can't do this. No. <laughs> no, but I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, maybe after, like, if I really got into this, maybe after I've done like a quick playthrough, I would try it again. But the fact that you, you start again from scratch, no, row. I'm not. Uh, and I'm hoping by the time I finish this, Breath of the Wild 2 will have had a date announced at least. So I know kind of when to expect that game. Um, because so, Trendy Brandy on Twitter said he's he started replaying it. And what he's doing is he's getting right up to the point where he's about to defeat the the end boss Ganon. 
uh, and then is going to pause and wait for the the day before the release of Breath of the Wild 2 and then defeat Ganon and just go straight into Breath of the Wild 2 as if it's like a, a recap of what happened. That's fine. And I really like that idea that I might steal it from him and, and do the exact same thing. Uh, so I've got like something to save for the for, for the release of Breath of the Wild 2. Sure. That's well, fun. I I still want to play that game again. Like I've wanted to replay it since I beat it and I just never have pulled the trigger on it. And the few times I've been really motivated, um, my copy, like somebody else had my copy or Sarah was playing it. So like, I've just never quite gotten around to it. And now I'm like, well, if two's coming, do I want to play it now? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the window for me to replay it is closing, but I, I really do want to. I, it took point. me probably we'll like a solid two years for me to like get that urge to replay it because my mm. first run through, I did it pretty, I guess I did it in a really organized way where I did not run to every Sheikah Tower to unlock the map right at the beginning. Like I took it section by section because... I was just like, I'm going to get lost here pretty quickly if I unlock everything. I'm just going to get this portion of the map, work within those borders, and then move on. So I played That's very thoroughly my first way through. And so I just like felt no urge to go back after I'd completed it. Um, yeah, you felt like you'd kind of gotten everything out yeah, of it. Yeah, there, there were definitely sections where I started to get like a bit impatient. I was like, oh, I'll just like, I'll run around and do what I want, and then go to the next spot. So there are reasons for me to go back still, but it took two years to get there. <laughs> and now I'm just like, yeah, I could I could replay it if I wanted to. Yeah, I took so... I really took my time with my first playthrough, and I think that was kind of the thing for me was, like, I, I didn't play it with any real organization. Like, it was mm -hmm. like I opened up all the towers, and then I was like, I want to just play this game as organically as possible, mm -hmm. right? As, like... I have a goal. I'm going to go towards that goal. Anything that catches my attention, I'm going to divert and go do it and just see what happens, mm -hmm. you know? And that was how I played every single time I played it until I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm ready to be done with this game now. And then that was when I was like, I'm going to actively wrap up these things I wanted to achieve and finish the game, you know? Yeah. And like, that was my experience. Um, so I know there's so much I didn't see. Yeah. You know, I could probably do a run through and do totally different set of, of things if I wanted to. I played it the same as you and I looked at the time. I put 120 hours into my first playthrough and I know I didn't find all the shrines in that time and I was getting to the point where I was going to look yeah. up a guide to get the last few but I was just like, what's the point? I kind of felt like I'd had my run with it and so I, I went off to play other stuff. Um, but this time around, I'm doing the exact same thing but I'm, I'm doing the first... Um, dungeon that I should have done so I'm doing the elephant first the last time I somehow ended mm -hmm. up doing the one in the desert first and it was like really difficult and I wanted Hawaii it was so difficult yeah. that early in the game uh, but yeah I did them in a screwy order too I think the the first time I think I did the the flying one first which is like not I think that's like the supposed to be one of the last ones yeah and um so uh, yeah so like i said i was got i got to zora's domain and one nice thing was i finally bumped into a, a goron so i could compare them to how they are in in uh, ocarina, ocarina of time and they still have that same goofy smile they're still like <laughs> stacked as hell um i i love them they're they're, they're my favorite favorite characters in in zelda games by far they're the zelda race i would most want to hang out with yeah <laughs> I have to bring my own food because all they eat is rocks, <laughs> but I'm definitely down to just chill with them and eat 
eat and like dance. That's like all they do. <laughs> oh yeah, the goofy dance in Ocarina of Time. That was absolutely bizarre. The fucking best. We have to clip. We have to clip that out. It's like my favorite part of that stream. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Uh, so for me, uh, I was playing a little bit more Cyber Shadow this week. I talked about it last week. Um, and I, I was like pretty high on it. I have cooled on it a bit this week. I'm I definitely am starting to get frustrated with it. And I think it um I was talking about it a bit with Max on Twitter, and I feel like it is one of those games that like is trying to do the, you know, retro like Hard as nails, very, very true to the NES, like, kind of a platformer thing. And, like, I, I like that kind of game. Um, but I think that I have run into a few instances with it where I feel like it's doing that to its own peril. Like, it's, like, slavishly trying to be that kind of game rather than taking what's cool from that kind of game, like, stylistically and gameplay-wise and, like, um, evolving it a little bit or iterating on it a little bit, which is what I think made Shovel Knight uh, connect with so many people. Was that it? It was that it was, and I think I think it's the you know arguably the best example of that. You know, save for maybe a game like Celeste or, or what have you. But this game, it's like you know I, I complained last week about how it's like man, like I really wish I could duck. You know, like I really wish that I had more options to deal with things in certain scenarios because like. There'll be times in boss fights where, like, all of a sudden I just find myself and I'm like, oh, I literally don't have a move I can make right now. Like, I'm going to get hit no matter what I do. Um, and there was no real way for me to have, like, avoided that, you know? And I feel like the game definitely, like, wants you to uh, play a little bit slower. It wants you to, like, stop at every screen and memorize the pattern and go. And it's like, I don't have a problem with that, but I want to be like rewarded for being bold and feeling like I feel confident in the way that the game plays that I can just go forward even if I don't know what's coming. And that's how I felt about Shovel Knight. That's how I felt in Celeste. Like those are games that are very much about like momentum and like getting in a groove and keeping that momentum, you know, and not taking a hit. And like this game feels way more oriented on the combat, but considering I feel like my options are more limited than I want them to be, I find myself just feeling like frustrated sometimes because it's like i know what i need to do but i feel like you're not giving me the tools i need to do it um so i don't know like I, I hit a point where like i got to this boss that i talked about last week that was really tough and i beat them and i felt so accomplished and i was like yes i don't want to play anymore though so i put the game down that night and i reinstalled dishonored 2 uh from game pass which dishonored 2 uh dishonored one of my favorite game franchises of all time i've talked about it a lot I watched uh, No Clip. I don't know if you guys are familiar with No Clip, yeah, uh, YouTube him. channel run by Danny O'Dwyer. Great uh, video game documentaries. He had done one on Arcane a few months ago that I hadn't watched, um, so I watched that, and it got me really in the mood to play Dishonored again. And I hadn't played Dishonored two since launch, uh, so I decided I'd boot it up again and, and give it a shot and play uh, the Emily storyline, which I didn't do the first time. Had full intentions of going back and beating again that year, and just never did. Um, so. And now that I'm back in that, I have felt no urge to go back to Cyber Shadow. Like, I want to beat it, but I'm also like, I'm only halfway through it, and I'm already frustrated with it. Meanwhile, I'm playing Dishonored, and I'm loving every fucking second of it. Because what a immaculate game. Arcane does not get enough attention for how fucking good they are at making video games. Do you play Prey yet? 
Don't you remember? I, I started oh, it and I just couldn't didn't find like it the as gun. Much. I remember you didn't find the gun, right? Yeah, that's there was like the gloop gun or whatever, mm. and I, I had gone past it. I had to backtrack. I tried playing it again to go and find that, and I just don't like it. It's it's a very different kind of game. Yeah, it's a shop and like style it's game. the yeah, and, and and it's like it's a Metroidvania, you know. Like, it, it, you have this one space station, and it's about exploring it and getting new abilities and getting in different places and everything. And, like, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. That's it's, just really not less, my kind of game. It is less Metroidvania and more Shock, because it's like Bioshock in that you get abilities which allow you to get through to different places. You remember in Bioshock, you have to get, like, the incinerate ability to be able to melt down right. walls to be able to go through. The ice. Yeah. And... I can see why you wouldn't like it if you don't like that style of game. Uh, and I also don't the think it is- has that same narrative that stuff like Bioshock has. If I felt when I played it very alone, which I think you're meant to. Yes. See, and that that's the thing is I didn't I didn't like that aspect of it. And I, I that was I think the thing that was bothering me. And in another year, maybe I would feel differently, but like I think I already just feel isolated enough that I don't want to play a game that makes <laughs> me feel lonely. And like I love Bioshock. So, like, it's not that that kind of game can't jive with me, but, like, I remember playing Bioshock and not feeling alone. You don't, because you've constantly got um, the dude in your ear, Andrew Ryan, in your... Well, sorry, not Andrew Ryan. What's his name? But, yeah, Andrew Ryan in your ear (laughs) um, telling you stuff. Would you kindly... And, like, you also have, like, you encounter more enemies... And they're humans, like they talk and they cry and like the big daddies are always looming around. Like to me, I felt like less like I was alone in a space and more like I was skulking around trying to hide, you know? And those are very different feelings than just being alone in a place and all all of a sudden uh, a monster jumps out, you know? And it's like the mimics are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like there's so much about Prey that speaks to me aesthetically, but like it just didn't click with me in the same way that like, Dishonored, any of them, any of the three Dishonored games, as soon as I pick it up, it's just like, it just feels good, man. It just feels right. And like, I love those worlds. Not like specifically like the world of Dishonored, but like the levels and the way that they build these little, you know, uh, insanely detailed sandbox environments that you can just play around in. And there's all these different little small moments of storytelling. And, you know, like, oh, like, there's, do you want to go stealthy? There's 10 ways to get inside. Do you want to go bloodthirsty? There's five ways to get inside. Yeah. You know, like, I I just love that. I love those games. I, I need to play and them. How much control they give you. I've never, ever played a Dishonored game. I've watched my ex play them all. He was obsessed with, with Dishonored. Um, but I need to, to go back and play them. The first one's not on Game Pass, though, which is really annoying for me. It's, no, but it's it's regularly yeah. on sale. It was on sale over the holiday season for, like, $5. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point. At the moment, I'm deep in Breath of the Wild. After that, when I'm hungry sure. for something else, then I think probably Dishonored might be the next one. I'll say you you specifically should check it out because of how much you were enjoying Hitman. Um, that's the primary reason I want to try Hitman is because it seems a lot like Dishonored. <laughs> I got my dad back into Hitman. Like he bought Hitman Two, he's bought the DLC, he went back and bought Hitman One he's Definitive Edition. Like he went down the same route I did, and my mum's about to like kill me. I think because I think he's going to drop like sixty quid on Hitman Three, and she's not going to be happy with me <laughs> at all. God, God bless him. <laughs> God bless him. 
Uh, okay, so let's jump into the news. Uh, the first item on the news list this week um, is about Mass Effect's Legendary Edition, and I really want to talk about that, but we are already a third of the way into the show, and we have a lot more show ahead of us. So what I'm going to tell you is I'm extremely excited about Mass Effect, and we'll talk more about it on After Dark this week. Uh, and don't worry. If you're not a patron subscri- uh, supporter subscriber, there will be plenty of Mass Effect conversation and coverage to come. In the, the weeks, months ahead, do not worry about that. This will not be the only time you don't get to hear me gush about Mass Effect. So don't worry about that one. All right, so let's jump into the first actual story this week, which is that Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury leaked online already. Uh, so the final build of the game uh, has apparently been done since November 25th of last year. So they've been sitting on it for quite a while. Um, but yeah, it's found its way online. A bunch of people have already gotten access to it. Uh, there are just spoilers abound. So yeah. if there's any of that stuff you want to miss, uh, I would go mute a few choice words for the next couple days. Uh, stay off Twitter, whatever you got to do. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we, we, th- there's like a lot of information that came from it. Like we know that its code name was ocean and all this stuff. That's like, you know, it's it's a middling amount of interesting depending on who you are. I think the real, you know, meat of this story obviously was that the final build of the game has been done for like five months. Um, and that had a lot of people, you know, kind of discussing like, why? Why did they sit on this? Why, why wasn't it out? Why haven't, you know, why hasn't there been more marketing material about it? All these questions that you could ask. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, Steve, you tweeted about it. Uh, this week and you were kind of like oh like what other games do you think they could be sitting on and uh pixel uh replied and said that he could think of three Mm -hmm. so i i kind of wanted to before we talk about the game and our (laughs) excitement for it and all that stuff like let's let's engage in this in this experiment this thought experiment what other games do you think nintendo could be sitting on right now and like let's use pixel pars you know uh his his number there, right? He said that there are three. So if there are three games that Nintendo's sitting on right now, what do you think they are? But it seemed, he also did that banana image the other week. Remember, he put the ba- he did the mm-hmm. banana from uh, Velvet Underground's like album, put it onto like a picture signed by Shigeru. So I think he is fairly confident there's a Donkey Kong game coming this year. So number one for me would be Donkey Kong, and I think that kind of makes sense. Uh, but I also wonder if he's talking about something to do with Zelda, because it's the thirty fifth anniversary. Have they got like a collection done? Maybe the Mass Effect, not Mass Effect, um, Metroid Prime trilogy that seemingly has been done forever. So for me, Metroid Prime trilogy, I- I'd like to agree on three games. Not each of us pick our own. Three, <laughs> so let's workshop this list. I think. And I hope you guys can both agree. I think Metroid Prime Trilogy is clearly one of those games, right? It's clear. I think it's clearly been done for a while. I think they've been sitting on it, waiting for a more opportune opportunity, more opportune moment to put it out a little bit closer to a Metroid Prime Four, so that they don't run into a situation where, like Bayonetta, where you put out Bayonetta One and Two, and here we are, what two years removed, we still don't know anything about Bayonetta Three, and people ask them about it, bring it up all the time. Obviously, Nintendo is very embarrassed about what happened with Metroid Prime 4. They had to make that apology video. Um, I'm sure that that didn't sit with them the right way. So I feel like they've gotten super conservative about Metroid right now and are not willing to overplay their hand there. Um, So I think that's one of the three. 
where we land on that. And I think it's like also safe to say that like anything that was on Wii U is fairly easy for them to get to Switch too. Um, yeah, true. So I don't know. It, it's pretty easy to bring over Metroid, which kind of existed on there already. Like you could get the trilogy on Wii U. It, it was through the Wii thing, right? Um, yeah, it was originally a, a, the Wii port. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how much. So I don't know what because that's not in HD. Yeah. So, but I mean, the at Galaxy this point, we've wasn't also got Galaxy. Either. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know though. I guess because it's like those are GameCube games that they brought to Wii. I don't know if you can just crank them up to HD in the same way. I I don't know enough about game design to speak to that. Um, but it's obviously not something they have to build from the ground up. I think either way, that point is accurate mm-hmm. uh, from Chewy there. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably safely one of them. I can agree with that. And what were the other ones you threw out, Steve? A uh, Donkey Kong game. Like a new, either a new Donkey Kong Country or whether they just call it Donkey Kong. Yeah. I mean, based on Pixel's tweet, I feel like that's probably a safe bet that there is something in the works re-Donkey Kong. Um, this is also Donkey Kong's anniversary this year, isn't it? I thought that was last year. I think it was. I thought that Donkey Kong, Zelda, Fire Emblem, and Pokemon all line up. I know it's like an insane amount of franchises have similar. Animal Crossing is in uh, April, the twentieth, too. Yeah. Really? Oh my god! I didn't even realize that. <laughs> god, these all line up ridiculously well. Huh? <laughs> um, let's see. Let, let me confirm the Donkey Kong thing. Thing is, though, I, I don't know if they'd want to overshadow a Zelda anniversary by saying it's also Donkey Kong's anniversary. Because it feels like Mario and Zelda are kind of two huge, they're huge pillars. It's its 40th anniversary in 2020. Well, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then, so then mean, again, like, you're going to run into that every single anniversary, though, for Zelda, where it's like, which one's going to take priority here? It's probably going to be Zelda each time. So it's like, when are you going to celebrate Donkey Kong? Who knows? Is this Zelda's 35th? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Donkey Kong deserves a nod at least. Like, yeah, but it's deserved a new game for like ever. We got Tropical Freeze, and then they just pulled Tropical <laughs> Freeze again. So I mean, that's the thing, though. How long ago did that game come out? Like, maybe it's time. I think it is time for a, for another uh, Donkey Kong Country. I do too. We're saying that's number two, then. So we've got Metro Prime Trilogy and Donkey Kong Country. My question is, do you think they're sitting on a Donkey Kong yeah, Country, though? I think it's done. Versus, is there one that's in development? You think there's a done Donkey Kong Country yeah. game? It's not crazy. I mean, what if what if that was what Retro was working on? There was that whole, that they were working on a game, and everybody thought it was that Star Fox racing game, and then they ended up, you know, whatever that was got put to bed, and now they're working on Metroid. What if it was a Donkey Kong game that they've been sitting on for the anniversary? I don't know. That seems crazy. I kind of wonder if they're sitting on like that a seems... Kirby too, though, because I feel like those get pumped out so quickly. We haven't gotten one in a minute. Yeah, either. I mean Star Allies, but that was what? That was 2017, yeah, though. It was a while. That was like at launch. Yeah, and then they have all of those little side titles too for Kirby that have come out, kind of the free to play ones. What was yeah. that Kirby Fighters? Oh, the Fighters one. Yeah. And then they they had that other the free to play one too. That was like the, it was like a boss rush thing. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> hmm. 
I want to know what this. What, okay, so say it's those two. What's the third one? I, I think it's the Zelda collection. Personally. Yeah, I agree. Or even if I it's just like I think that's a safe bet. Or even just Wind Waker and um, uh, Twilight Princess because they're they're already Wii U oh. games, and they're just bringing those over to Switch. So my question, I guess, too, is if they do a Ocarina of Time port, is it going to be like what we saw for Mario 64, where it's just kind of the same one with like slightly smoother textures, or could it be... I'd hope it's the 3DS. They take the 3DS yeah, one. I would hope it's the and, 3DS and blow version. It up. That would be great. If it was Ocarina, Wind Waker HD, and Twilight Princess HD, that's a solid collection. I'd be happy with that. I don't really like Twilight Princess, but... I just want Wind Waker. That's the only one of those three I want, because <laughs> I'm already playing Ocarina. So. I fucking love Wind Waker, and I started playing it on the, the Wii U remaster, but never finished it. I would love to play that game on Switch. Yeah, it's so it's so beautiful, and I just want to play that Battleships minigame so I can hear the guy go sploosh all the time. <laughs> I, I spent so long in that. <laughs> all right, I think I think that's a safe list. We'll say that that's our list for now. We'll see how we. There's another bet. We oh set another God. bet, but it's it's all of us against the world, though. Nobody, there's we all win or we all lose. That's the only way it can play out here. <laughs> so Doc Zade, one of you guys, write it down, okay? Keep me, Doc. You're the bookkeeper. I trust you to keep this. Keep us honest on this. Uh, okay, so now that that's out of the way, wh- where are we at excitement-wise for this game, everybody? Because I'm in a weird place with it. I, I went from being, like, over-the-moon hype for it, like, I need this game because I fucking need something to play right now, to, like, I'm very cozy in my Dishonored run, but I think my Dishonored 2 run is going to end, like, right as it's time to play this. So I'm like, right, like, today, I'm like, eh, I can wait till Friday, that's fine. But I, I think by the time I actually have it in my hands, I'm going to be pretty stoked to jump <laughs> into this. I'm I'm getting there. I think I was pretty hyped when the collection came out. Like I went through 64 pretty quickly and then ended up 100%ing it. Uh, Sunshine was pretty quick for me too. And then Galaxy, funny enough, that's a game I definitely need to revisit because way back in the Wii, I couldn't get past the intro. Uh, which, oh, yeah, really? yeah, I had a lot of trouble connecting with that game on the first run. So I've been like, I want to give it a fair shot. I want to, you know, just play through it and everything. But I'm hoping that, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened that made me like drop off because I was going like just back to back on all those games when the collection came out. But you know, I eventually dropped off. I want to give Galaxy a fair shot, and I'm hoping that this collection. I guess the Bowser's Fury thing kind of gets me in that mood again to play a lot more Mario. And that could have been it. Like, I was just like, man, I just played two full Mario games. I need a little break, you know? (laughs) So, so yeah. I think think that's the problem. They've kind of out-Marioed themselves this year with everything that they've released. Mm -hmm. And um, I I was the same as Pete. I was, like, super hyped for it. Uh, But then... I kind of cooled off when I started playing Breath of the Wild. I was like, I don't really need that game yet. I'm kind of kind of done with it. But um, I think, it's like like you said, I think as soon as I get it in my hands, I'll be excited for it. I've never played it. Um, I never had a Wii, a Wii U, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. And then Bowser's Fury looks like the game that I'm actually really excited for. My problem with Galaxy, Chewie, I was playing it. I was trying to play it when I picked up Breath of the Wild again. And that game does not work well in handheld for me. It's really awkward. Mm. You have to have like rub the screen and you're sort of like holding the switch just with one hand and <laughs> rubbing the screen with the other. 
Um, and that's how I w like playing Mario games. I like playing them handheld more than on a TV because uh, I find they're great to just like lie down on the sofa or play in bed or whatever rather than plug it in to, to my TV with the one exception being Mario Odyssey where the motion control for Cappy just makes that game for me. It's so nice just to <laughs> flick out one of the Joy-Cons and like Cappy goes sure. in the direction you're flicking it. Uh, but both Sunshine and Galaxy, I tried playing handheld. Uh, Sunshine, I got a lot further with than I did with Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm generally hyped. Uh, it's cool that there's going to be multiplayer for the main story, like online. Um, I think the first run through I had of that game, I, I liked it enough. I thought there were a lot of really cool, clever things. But I was like, I could definitely see this being better multiplayer. Like, I just played it on my own. So... I definitely want to revisit that main story with friends and everything. Okay. So, yeah, we're excited for it. <laughs> Tune in for our stream next week. Uh, we'll have more thoughts then. All right, so uh, let's jump into our next story here. Panic Button is going to be bringing Apex Legends to Switch. Uh, this was pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, like... EA and their relationship with Nintendo and bringing things to the Switch has been, you know, pretty rocky. Uh, there's been very few games from EA on Switch, and a lot of the ones that have have, you know, had quite a bit of controversy. <laughs> like the same um, FIFA <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> right. The most recent example being being this FIFA situation. Um so I thought this was interesting. Uh, Gamesbeat broke this earlier this week and and said that Apex Legends is coming on on March 9th. Um, so it's right around the corner. You know, be able to a month from now. You know, we'll we'll have it. Um, and uh, there was some interesting context from Jeff Grubb uh, that I wanted to call out, where he said this is one of the seven games EA promised for Switch over the 12 months starting in June 2020. Still waiting on Velen Studios' team-based action game and PVZ Battle for Plants vs Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Also, I thought I was I was breaking that panic button is handling the port, but that's in the leaked press release on the Japanese website. <laughs> so, sorry, I guess he didn't break that news. It was in the press release. Uh, but that was where I saw it first anyway, was from, was from Jeff. Um, so I think this is interesting. Uh, one of the things that I think is going to be very weird to see is, like, how do they handle um, the server situation? Because, like, there's no way that Switch is going to be able to run this game at 60 FPS. 30 FPS is probably even going to be tough. Uh, so I imagine you're going to probably have, like, a siloed Switch community, like, kind of the way you did with Fortnite. And, like, maybe you can opt into playing with other people. But um, you're probably going to get fucking clowned yeah. if you do that. So maybe just play with other Switch. Is, th is this on <laughs> mobile yet? Are they planning them? It is not. Because that's what they ended up doing with Fortnite is they bundled in all the Switch players yeah, those with two mobile. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because I, I worry that if uh, it's just Switch players you're playing with, that it might not be as quick as it is on other consoles to, to get into a match. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't... I guess it depends. I guess it depends on what the user base is like. Because, like... I was going to say it's super easy to find somebody to play with in Fortnite, but Fortnite's like the biggest game in the world. Mm -hmm. Apex is super popular. I don't know what the margins are going to look like on Switch, but I don't know. I have to imagine people will flock to it. It's a new free-to-play game, and there are not that many on Switch that are like of consequence. Um, so I think it'll find an audience. How big it'll be, I guess, is 
remains to be seen. You guys ever get into this? Like, I loved um, Timefall 2 and the story for Timefall 2. And Apex sort of follows that on. But I just I just don't like this kind of game. I realize I'm bad at them. And I don't like multiplayer games because I'm bad <laughs> at them. I had a real Battle Royale phase. Um, I was really into PUBG when it came out for a while. Uh, and then that was kind of it. Like, I, I tried Fortnite and I didn't like the building. That's the one thing of Fortnite I liked was the building. Like, I could build things pretty quick, but I'm terrible when someone shoots me and I'm, like, screaming and panicking that someone's going to get me. Honestly, I I just, I couldn't juggle it all at once. It was too much to be, like, I'm in the middle of a firefight and I need to be paying attention to where enemies are and shooting them, but I also need to be, like, thinking about when I should be building. And I just couldn't. It was too much. Same with juggling it. But for me, I was just like, I want to build everything. Like, I this staircase to yeah. the sky, this is where I live now. <laughs> <laughs> you ever play um, Fortnite Save the World? No. No. Oh, I love Save the World. It's, that, it's, it's, like the, it's the original game. Fortnite game, which was like a horde mode. And you, you build stuff and you like build a thing around um, where all the zombies are going to come at you and get you. And you have to like go and find people and save them and bring them to you and then like build a base. It's a really, really fun game. It just never took off. It's so funny to think that that was like what Fortnite yeah. was. Like I remember like seeing like promo material for Fortnite years before it came out and being like, Oh, this looks cool. I love horde modes. Like, you know, this is going to be a cool game. And then it came out and was just like a like, you know, did nothing. Like just kind of yeah. came and went and then it became the biggest game in the world. Yeah. I remember I was doing a different video game podcast at the time and I remember being like, "Oh yeah, cool. Like they're trying to be the Pepsi to PUBG's Coke and then they became Coke." And it's like, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, and then Pepsi sued Who them. Who even talks about PUBG now? <laughs> um and then there was that other one. I don't remember what it was called. There was another Battle Royale that came out for like a hot minute. And it was like very inspired by the 80s. It was from the team that was doing um, Lawbreakers or whatever. Like it was some other failed multiplayer game. And they pivoted to make this Battle Royale that had this super like 80s game show vibe. And it lasted for like a few months before they ran out of money and went under. And I was so disappointed because I thought it was a really fun game. I can't remember what it's called right now. Somebody will write in and tell me what it's called. Yeah. But I right now, uh, it's it's escaping me. Um, so yeah, this is like not something I care about. I've tried Apex Legends, um, and I just didn't like it. I found it to be like really slow, and I know that it's not a slow game. But like that was my experience. Was I kept just ending up on teams where it was like okay, like we're just gonna run around and loot things, and then all of a sudden we get in a firefight. 10 minutes into the game and we kill a couple people and then we die and it's over and I'm going to sit and wait and do it all over. And I just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and like, maybe if I had friends I was playing with, it would be more like what my experience was with other battle royales that I dug. But, oh, by the way, it was called Radical Heights. That was the mm. game. I've I was never heard of that. I've never heard of it. It only existed for like, um, like a month um. or two. And I loved it. It was so fun. <laughs> you know, the next game um, like this, I think I'm going to get into is going to be back for blood. I think that's going to be the next multiplayer game oh, I get yeah, really dude. big into. Uh, I'm so excited to play that. And I remember when you were like, oh, I, I'm I'm pumped for this. I was like, oh, my God, I'll, let's stream it every week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love Left 4 Dead. Do you like Left 4 Dead, Sherry? Have you ever played it? Um, I've watched it, and it looks pretty fun. But, I, yeah, I haven't played it. It's such a blast. <laughs> it's such a fun game. Like, so, with a squad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you have four people, like, you're trying to do runs, like, oh, my God, so much fun. I remember in high school, I had, like, two friends who 
for like a few months every night we would log on three of us and just try to do a full run through of the whole game without dying mm-hmm. and like didn't work out but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> uh so my question is you know uh jeff says it's one of the seven games that ea promised in 12 months so we know that that's apex legends Plants vs. Zombie and Bellow Students team-based action games. What do we think the other four games are is my question. I think one of them is the Mass Effect collection. I don't, after what they said this week, that they kind of have <laughs> no plans for it, sort of. But then they sort of alluded to the fact that maybe they do. So, I don't know. I don't know why Come you on. wouldn't announce the Come fact on. that it's You're coming. You're a Nintendo fan. <laughs> we have no plans at this time means nothing. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, you you could be right. It could it could not be there. But I if they gave us a port that was like an unchanged the original trilogy on Switch, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Are they counting like the EA originals stuff? Like is is like it takes two possibly coming to That's probably to one Switch? of them. Because that's that would make that that feels like a, a Switch game, like something that fits nicely yeah. in. Brothers is on Switch. Is the other one? Is A Way nope, Out on Switch? No, A Way Out is not on Switch. Okay. So that could potentially be coming as well. Maybe it's both of them. Yeah. It could be those two. Because Unravel's on it. Yeah. yeah Unravel and, un- two. and Unravel 2. Yeah. Both there, yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll do a console Sims. Sims 4. That would be good. Oh, that's a, a great one. one. That's a great call, Chewy. Sims 4 is a good guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. They have that's that list is probably <laughs> it. Honestly, I think those are really strong. Cont- I mean, like, because like, what else could run on Switch is the question from EA. Mm. Like, they could half ass another sports thing, I guess. But you know. yeah, but I mean, that kind of feels like some- like maybe like the that NCAA football that they're bringing back. Maybe that you know, Need for Madden, Speed like could that. come over. I feel like Need for Speed could come over. They got a new one coming. Potentially this year. Will that run on Switch though? They could get it too, I think. Because I was thinking like Jedi Fallen Order, but like that won't <laughs> run on Switch. No, I, I don't think that will. Unless they that game would look like trash. Unless they port like Switch. an old Star Wars game, like Old Republic or something over. Could be. I don't think that would be EA though. They own it though, don't they? It's Bioware game. They have the license to Star Wars, but they don't own the rights to like every Star Wars. But game. they they it's own okay. that one because it's a Bioware game. Oh, they made yeah. that rail shooter dead space for I think it was Wii. Yeah, <laughs> dead, dead space, space would be so good. Would be yeah. Fucking lit. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think any of those are are good guesses. We we got to more obscure stuff by the <laughs> end, but you can take some of those guesses to the bank. I think Plants vs Zombies is definitely coming though. I still have the leaked trailer that came I mean, out listen. like a year and a half ago, downloaded on my com- my computer, yeah. and they never <laughs> announced it. And it was really weird that they didn't announce it because the trailer was done and it had a Nintendo Switch logo on it. It it'll come. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Okay, so last story uh, before we jump into the mail pot and then our main topic is uh, Nintendo is finally replacing its aging NEX online architecture with something called NPLN. So this is hilariously long overdue. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody would disagree with that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, the, I, I saw a number... 
from when they like this this is the same code they've been using since like 2010 it's like 2004 right and so this the software was developed in 2003 and nintendo right. licensed it from the company called uh quazelle who ubisoft ended up buying this that software was called rendezvous and nintendo licensed it, i think back in 2010 or maybe a little bit earlier than that um it does say 2010 yeah, and right. it was called rendezvous and nintendo renamed it to nex internally uh, but this software is like so old. Um, Oatmeal Dome, who is uh, like prolific in the community, um, um, data miner, who also spoke about the, the 3D World and Bowser's Fury stuff earlier, um, said, "As as I said, uh, NEX is at least 18 years old by now, so it's dated. And the Splatoon 2 version even has an unused function to check to see if it's running on Windows 98. So it's a very, very <laughs> old system, and it's, it's long overdue for a refresh. I think Splatoon 2 so was trending briefly on Twitter after that. Um, and it's hilarious, because I, you know, I play, I play an X-Rank, and I don't know, something like 20% of my matches still have disconnects or something obscenely high like that. And I'm just like, come on, you guys. These are literally players who, at least the ones that I play with, are wired in, hardwired in, and they shouldn't be having these types of issues. But here we are. Right. And that's probably why Animal Crossing's online still works the same as it worked in Wild World. <laughs> It's yeah, the right. exact yeah. same system. <laughs> Unchanged system. Uh, so there was some additional information here. Like the Monster Hunter Rise demo uh, was the first game to use this new system in public. Uh, so it, it does seem like it's going to be kind of like a tiered rollout. It so definitely like, it doesn't is. Seem like it will, it's not going to retroactively make our old no. games better, and, unfortunately. And 3D World still uses NEX. So it's the same, like old stuff that we're used to for the for the online yeah. so prepare for disconnects when you play uh, 3d world for the first time online with your friends right so yeah so like worth pointing out that like uh, this is good news it, it will matter probably in a few years as we see more games take advantage of it but right now like anything that's imminent is still going to be on the same old windows 98 compatible <laughs> system so um that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'd love to know, and I don't know if the information about MPLN is out there yet, is whether it's still peer-to-peer or if there is like an, a server that Nintendo is now operating that manages stuff. Because that's one of the biggest problems, I think, is that if someone like running the Splatoon match is deemed the host, has a crappy, crummy, slow connection, then that's where a lot of the problems seem to stem from. And the same for Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, like if the host island sucks and loses connection or whatever then everyone gets booted and you end up with Rossetti popping up telling you that there's been a problem yeah it's just like I mean I don't know like I feel like it's like beating a dead horse at this point to be like Nintendo needs to figure out online <laughs> but it's like when when you see something like this on, on on paper right of that like Splatoon 2 a game released in 2017 has a feature to check if it's using Windows 98. It's like, guys, get it together, you know? And, and and it's like, it's one of those things that gets increasingly frustrating as a Nintendo fan when it's like, you guys are fucking raking in money hand over fist. 
you had one of your most profitable years in how long in 2020 in a year where you put out less software than you have in this entire generation. Yeah. And you know what? It, Just hire somebody uh, already. Uh, Headhunt somebody from Microsoft or Google or somebody who I has mean, Google's got some cloud going. infrastructure. I'm sorry. Google's got some people going this week, so yeah, they just they just fired 150 people. Go snap them up, you know. (laughs) I I hear those companies also pay a lot more though, too. Um, I mean, that's the thing though. Like Nintendo could afford to mm -hmm. do that, you know, and like I get it. They can't have a staff of hundreds of people that they pay an exceptional amount of money, but it's like hire a person <laughs> or just do what they did last that time team. license a system that worked you know this system probably oh, like, was like pretty good in 2003 or 2010 the things have moved on can't you license another networking system from another company that knows yeah what you doing? know like sony's doing with microsoft their direct competitor you know maybe work with them who you have a great relationship with and they're they have the best cloud infrastructure in the world <laughs> I don't know. Food for thought, Nintendo. <laughs> it just, All right. So uh, before like, we get into our... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I could live with the Splatoon connections being pretty crummy back in 2017, 18, whenever it came out, because you weren't paying for online. But the moment you started paying for online, it felt like you're taking my money and I'm still the one technically hosting this match and doing the connection and you're doing nothing other than gatekeeping and making me pay you three ninety nine a month or whatever to play. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yep. Yeah. It feels bad. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our main topic, uh, where we'll, we'll catch up on our ring fit February pro uh, progress. We will, uh, quickly, uh, jump into a couple of questions from the mail pot. Um, so this first one comes, uh, actually we have two comments here from Wiltron 3030 over on the YouTube channel. Remember, uh, the podcast is now on YouTube. We have a brand new YouTube channel. We are actively trying to grow it and, uh, improve our numbers over there. So even if you do just listen to the audio version of the show, please head over to that channel. Give us a subscribe. Really helps us out. Uh, so Will says two weeks here to help with, I'm sorry, this is two weeks ago is actually what I, what I'm guessing that Steve meant to to put by this note, so I apologize. Uh, don't blame uh, me. You <laughs> you posted this. I copied and pasted exactly what you sent me. So if you're interpreting it, is what you wrote, not me. It's a note I left for myself. So now I'm just really making an answer myself. So okay. So this is from Will Shron, thirty thirty two weeks ago. Thank you, Will. Sorry it took us so long to read it. Uh, here to help with the algorithm. Thanks for the entertainment during my 12-hour shifts and for the game wrecks of Celeste, Inside, and Limbo. I played each of them on Switch last year and loved them. Well, first of all, uh, I don't know what you're doing 12-hour shifts for, but I'm glad that we can help you get through them because that's a long shift, my dude. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you played all those games. I'm interested if Chewie has any others that are kind of of a similar vein, like environmental platformers was i think what Mm. the question was and i've started playing another one this week little nightmares which was on games with gold Mm. i think on xbox um which is definitely worth checking out because it feels very much like inside um i don't know if chewy you've got any other recommendations um i can't think of any at the moment i think the last kind of indie that i dug into was more of like 
just a environmental puzzle game in a pretty interesting way. Um, Carto, I don't know if either of you have checked yeah, it out. I, I was I was playing this the other week. I, I spoke about it with Pete, where you like do puzzles by changing the map and yeah. manipulating it. Really, really cool game. Yeah, it's cute. It's on Game Pass, so it's it's free there. I bought it on Switch a while ago, but I'm glad I did because I loved it. I played through the whole thing, and it, it's pretty endearing. Um, nice little story about a girl who kind of gets like separated from her grandmother and is trying to find her way back. So she gets little letters here and there. Um, and, you know, you, you can just like flip around these tiles that build up the map and they're kind of used in solving puzzles and navigating where you're going. Carto's short for like cartographer, which is like somebody who works on a mm-hmm. map and everything. But yeah, I'd say that's kind of the closest, but yeah, I don't know if I've done any other environmental puzzlers like that, but I have played Limbo and Celeste and those two are great games. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you appreciated the recommendations, Wilshon. Um we'll, we'll try to come up with some more for you, I guess. Uh, so... <clears throat> then he wrote in again and said, Yo, Pete and Steve, bored it worked, but got really stoked when I put on this new episode. Also, if you're looking for more Game Boy games to stream, check out Cat Trap from a modern perspective. It's like a lo-fi environmental puzzler with a lot of charm. Uh, so this must have been the week after I went and streamed uh, the Pokemon Randomizer over on the Twitch channel. Uh, you can go check out the archive of that still live. Um, I looked up Cat Trap after getting this recommendation because um, I did reply to this one over on the YouTube and uh, it looks really interesting. And I, I saw uh, Destructoid um, credited the game as being uh, like one of the first games to use a time rewind mechanic. And that's like before like popular games like Blinks or Prince of Persia or Braid and, you know, some of these more well-known examples. So um, very interesting to me, actually. I, I, I do want to try to check this out. Um, I'm still trying to find an avenue for me to like play old ass games <laughs> for people. Um, because I really like playing all last games for people. So uh, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, you know, there's a lo-fi game I've been wanting to check out. It's like lo-fi ping pong or something, and you just like hit the ball to the beat to the to these lo-fi beats that are playing. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Great. It's on Switch. It's like five <laughs> bucks, but I haven't picked it up yet. This is this is why I need Skatebird to just. Oh, come I know. Out oh my like, god! Are you kidding that me? <laughs> that's a perfect game right there. <laughs> All right, so this is another email uh, that is an old one that somehow fell through the cracks. Apologies, everybody. Um, so this one came from uh, one of our Patreon supporters, Affy Lockhart, uh, who wrote in to me at pete.lupots.com, just like you guys can, and said, so I 100%ed Miles Morales, which I got as a Christmas gift, and I loved playing the game. No spoilers. I feel like it improved on a lot of the first Spider-Man and was a really great experience. I also completely agree with you about the idea of 1.5 games, Miles Morales slash Death of the Outsider, because they are still made really well and give a great gaming experience anyway this year i'm hoping to get a lot more games that i own completed as the pandemic really knocked a lot of enthusiasm out of me hope you and steve are keeping well and shout out and love to sarah and macaulay too oh and happy new year i'm sure that there's also love for you as well there chewy uh affy of course a sweetheart uh so happy new year to you affy sorry it took me so long (laughs) to read this email uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Miles Morales. Uh, since then, you've taken a few other recommendations from me that I am super stoked to see that you've enjoyed. Uh, so I'm glad you've been you've been uh, you've been chipping away at those games. I saw that thread of all the games you've completed in 2021, and you've knocked a couple off already. So you're you're off to a good uh, a good start there. 
Uh, all right. And then this last one before we get into our main topic comes from one Trendy Brendy, another one of our patron supporters, who said, I have missed the mail pot too many weeks in a row. Hey, Pete and Steve. Actually, no. He said, hey, Pat and Stav. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> It's been a while since I've written into the mail pot, which you can write into by emailing Pete at LewPots.com, responding to the weekly Twitter thread on at LewPots, or hitting up the LewPots Discord, but I have been listening. Thanks for working the plug in there. You know, it makes my job a little bit easier. I appreciate that, Brandy. So that was actually uh, in the email. Series- that wasn't you, like, adding that on? No, that's wow, in the okay. email. Yeah. That's great. This is, I'm just, this is, I haven't added anything yet. This is no editorializing. <laughs> I'm just reading. <laughs> But I have been listening. Series 8 of Pokemon Ranked Battles will allow for the use of one restricted legendary Pokemon on your team. Restricteds are like Mewtwo, Lugia, Xerneas. Basically, for those of you who don't know, it's any of the Pokemon that have like super high base stats. Um, If you are familiar with competitive, they're generally relegated to the Ubers tier uh, in the the Smogin meta. Um, So... Basically, he said uh, their, their stats are super high and they're typically on the box art. So it's a good, good way to know if they're banned, usually. Um, so he asks, what's your favorite legendary Pokemon and what is your hardest catching experience? My favorite's Necrozma from Sun and Moon. He's a prism monster from another dimension with, a really, with really cool boss music. But my hardest catch was maybe Mewtwo from Let's Go Eevee because after you battle it, the catching phase begins and it sets up shields to block your Pokeballs. I had to try that out a couple of times because I was adamant about not using my Master Ball. Thanks for the weekly podcast, Trend- Trendy Brandy. So uh, as the biggest Pokemon stan, I'll go first. Uh, my favorite legendary Pokemon, it's Zapdos, I would say. Uh, I, I love Zapdos, loved, loved him since the original gen. I love his design, uh, and I think it's evolved in a cool way over the years. Um, competitively, it was a wonderful Pokemon. It's still good, but it was a wonderful Pokemon in Gen 4, which was my favorite generation of competitive. That was when I really got into it. And I had uh, a bulky uh, Heat Wave Zapdos that had Hidden Power Ice, Thunderbolt, Heat Wave, and Roost that was like a staple on my OU team for forever. Uh, so I already loved the Pokemon, and then how much I've used it like only cemented my attachment to it. So Zapdos is an easy, an easy call out for me there. Um, hardest catching experience. It was in gen four and it was the, the fairies. I, um, I forget like their names. As right elf, now. As elf is one of them, right? Mesprit's the bulky one. And then um, there's, I forget the other one, the yellow one. Yeah. But you know, the ones mm-hmm. I'm talking about, it was them. Uh, I remember specifically it being like I was really struggling to get them and like they kept fleeing and it was like a whole thing. And I remember um, my friend Eric uh, and I were playing together one day and we were both hunting them down, trying to get them knocked out. And I remember him just screaming at the top of his lungs. He throws an ultra ball and he just goes, God damn it, get in my balls. And he was like, so like so sincere, like not trying to be funny. And it's just to this day, one of those things that I'll never forget. Um, my easiest experience is a better story. It was in uh, Diamond. I went to fight Dialga. First Pokeball, like fir- literal first round of the the match. I just threw an Ultra Ball and I and I got a one of those crit catches where it does one turn and just catches, and that should never have happened. That's but hilarious <laughs> because that is almost exactly the same experience I had with Dialga. Yes, no way, yes, really? I kid you not. That's I went so in. Right at the opening of the match, I threw a quick ball and then caught it. 
And then I was like, wow, this was like a little bit underwhelming. <laughs> it's like this was anticlimactic. I was so ready for this yeah. to suck. <laughs> yeah. So just a quick ball right at the opening. Catch it every time. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I remember when I caught Palkia, I tried to do the same thing and it didn't work. And I had um, Swellow with Endeavor. So I got it down to one health and was just throwing balls at it for like 45 <laughs> minutes before it finally got caught. And I was like, this is this evened out. It came out yeah. in the wash for how easy it was to catch the Alka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you have a favorite legendary? Um, Latias. I think Latias is cute. Awesome. <laughs> I love Latias. Yeah. Hardest catching, it was definitely the dogs in silver and gold. Because oh it, yeah. it was pre like DS era where they they started like they had that feature where it started like popping up on the map where they are you know and you could kind of track them a lot easier. You could do that in in Gen two, but they would move. Yeah. So as you would move, they yeah. would move. So it was really hard to like pin them down. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think back when I did it, I didn't realize like it tracked them like that. So for me, like every encounter with them was just like, oh my goodness, don't mess this up. <laughs> so I, re I remember when I was trying to catch them, uh, I had uh, a Gengar with mean look mm. in the front of my party that was level 100 with max speed. And I was like, I'm getting you as soon as these fuckers show up, <laughs> like this is over. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, I should have done that, but I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't the best at Pokemon as a kid. <laughs> well, to be fair, by the time I was doing that, I was like, this was later in my experience, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was like, I'm filling this deck, so like I'm doing this. <laughs> Steve, do you have an answer for favorite legendary? I'm assuming you don't have a good catching story. Uh, I, I don't have a good catching story. The only one I've ever caught is in Let's Go. Um, and I used the master ball, so it was easy peasy. There's a cool uh, cutscene for that, though. The the master ball Mewtwo catch. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It fakes you out for a bit. I don't remember it. I think it I Mewtwo kind of like hits the ball away, and you're just like, "Oh, it didn't work." And then it does end up catching him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. it That's fakes cool. you out for a second. <laughs> but I go I googled all the legendary ones. To look at the designs. Mm -hmm. I like the look of Cosmog. He looks cool. Oh, oh yeah, okay. one of the new and, ones, right? And yeah. Koopfu. In Sun and Moon. Koopfu? Yeah, yeah, he looks cool. That's from the, the new yeah. DLC. <laughs> so I, li I like cool. those two. All right, we'll take it. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into the main topic this week. Uh, it is Ring Fit February. Today marks uh, one week... <laughs> Since we started our challenge, uh, if you mix, missed last week's show or you haven't been following along, uh, just to catch you up real quick, Ring Fit February is a little challenge that the three of us have undertaken. Uh, it was an idea from Chewy that um, all of us would play Ring Fit Adventure for at least uh, 10 minutes a day, every day, or for four the entirety that. of the month of February. <laughs> or four times that if you're Chewy and you just, you know, you want to embarrass everybody on their own podcast that's fine you're already the one in the best shape but that's cool uh so uh so last week uh we had not started yet we we set our rules none of us had you know we had all been playing ring fit a little bit prior but like we hadn't started in earnest so 
Um, if you want to follow along, of course, you can head over to the Discord. We have a fitness channel where uh, other members of the community have been been getting active and posting their numbers too sometimes. Um, but we're also all posting our progress there every day, having a little conversation about it. Each of us all also has our own Twitter thread where you can follow our individual progress. Uh, lots of ways for you to keep up with it. Of course, at the end of the whole process, we'll be doing a video, breaking the whole thing down. Um, but, you know, so at the end of our first week, how are we feeling, boys? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah you tired after 40 oh, minutes yesterday i was <laughs> i laid down on the couch and i was like i'm really thirsty but i don't think i'm gonna get up right now <laughs> so i just kind of kept laying there after that session um but yeah no it, it it's been it's been fun it's been fun getting back into it i really struggled before i'd say playing daily uh, i think the hardest part was like Fridays, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to work out on a Friday. Come on. <laughs> Why do that? And I right. think that was my shortest session the whole week where I was just like, 10 minutes? Cool. We're good. <laughs> That's what I did. <clears throat> Sorry, on Friday, I did a longer session. Saturday, I did my short one. I only did 10 minutes last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, how are I'm, you both uh, feeling with week? it being like 10 minutes? I'm fine with 10 minutes, um, but like I haven't been sticking to it like hard. I'm only done 10 minutes. It's usually when the game says, you should probably take a rest now, is when I go, yeah, okay, I'll agree with you. There's been a couple of times where I've gone uh, before that, when I've just been exhausted, and a couple of times where I've just gone, no, I'm not ready for a break yet. I'm going to keep going. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the longest mm -hmm. time I've played for is like 17 minutes or something like that. It's, it's never it's been no Yeah, near that's where I'm at too. 40. <laughs> yeah right um yeah because i think on friday night i i think i had set the record for longest session that night before chewy went and i think i was at like 17 or 18 mm -hmm. and i remember you had posted earlier that day and i think you were like maybe 20 30 seconds lower than i was so that's probably about right um i i think the 10 minutes has been good because I, um like steve i think there were two times this week where i went longer than 10 like a significant amount longer and on those days, I feel extra good, you know, because I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I, I almost doubled my time. Like, I went over. I, it, that feels like I can measure my progress tangibly because yes. 10 was the, the ceiling before, and now it's really not, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think on the days where I'm having a hard time or where I do feel more tired, 10 minutes is like, it's achievable. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's only 10 minutes. I only got to go for 10 minutes. Um, so it, it makes it a little easier for me to, I think, like stick with it mentally. Um, but I think the biggest thing has been for me, like, is, is that we're doing this, you know, like, you know, uh, Chewie, you said like you struggled to play it every day in the past. And that was kind of my experience with it when I picked it up the first time was I was enjoying it. And I was like, oh, like, I, I really think this could make a difference. Like, you know, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but after, after Pixelpar and I did it for like two weeks, it was kind of like, okay. Like, we did it. We're not really talking about it anymore. So it was, like, the first time I had that Friday night where I was like, ah, I don't really feel like exercising. And then you don't for a few days. And then it's like, well, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> um, whereas this, you know, like, the, the first day of the challenge, um, I forgot about it until, like, 1130. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I have to do it. And then, like, last night, I did it at, like, 1130. Because I was like, shit. I forgot. And I need to do it. 
Um, and it's, you know, I, I, because I have this obligation and I know that like, you know, we are going to be talking about it and I'm supposed to post about it. And it, it, there's this, you know, um, I, I want to keep up with the challenge and I don't want to be the one who doesn't do it. And I don't want to let everybody down. You know, it's like, it's, it's, that's enough of a, of a reason to be like, okay, like get over yourself and just shut up and do it. You know, it's 10 minutes of your time. Like just, just suck it up. Um, whereas like when there's no one to keep you accountable, it's super easy to just be like, I don't feel like it today. Forget yeah. it. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been super helpful for me. Um, normalizing it and just being like, okay, cool. Like you're going to get up and you're going to do it. You're either going to do it on your lunch break or you're going to do it as soon as work's over or you're going to do it right before you go to bed. And now I've kind of like gotten it in my mind that those are the times that I work out. And based on what I'm doing that day, that's when I do it. You know, like yesterday, I, I was like, um, I do uh, my comic book podcast, The Comics Pals, on Saturdays. And then after that, I was like doing some video editing for my band. And I, I was like caught up doing creative projects. So the day kind of got away from me. And I'm like, oh, well, it's 1130. All right. I got to do it before bed. Time to do it before bed. This is the, that's that block, you know. Um, and starting to get in that habit and, and having my mind go to, oh, don't forget, you got to do your workout today. Like, where are you going to fit that in? Um I already feel a mental difference versus how I usually work out where it's like, shit, you got to, don't forget, you have to work out today, you know, like, and it's a negative. Like on Friday, the day where I went almost 20 minutes, like I was looking forward to it all day. And when I got to that 10 minute mark, um, like Steve said, and it was like, oh, are you ready to stop for the day? I was like, nah, I'll do one more. And that happened to be the boss battle. And that was like a nine minute yeah. level. So I was like, Which all right, boss fuck battle like, was let's that? Go. Was that World I, 3? World fuck 3, yeah. me, those conveyor belts <laughs> i was dead by the time i got to him i wanted to like just throw the fucking ring at the screen i was like dying i had a stitch by the time i got up to that hill it was never ending and you're there like dashing <laughs> you, uh, up the conveyor belts it was horrendous you took that picture of yourself where you're all sweaty after my that same workout, I I was like drenched, and I tried to take a picture of myself, and I just like couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I was like, ah, it's not, I can't, forget it. Like I can't get myself. It doesn't look good. And I, like I was just like I couldn't hold my arm up. I was so tired. <laughs> oh. I was like went and like took a bath. I was just like laying in the hot water. Like I gotta I gotta soothe these muscles. Maybe. So did yeah. you both beat that boss like first go that third world yes. one? Because at my difficulty, like, I got creamed, at least the first times I played through. Um, You really have to, like, heal up and come in prepared with, like, some of those those things. I was like, there is no fucking way I'm running up those conveyor belts again. (laughs) So I was, I was, like, just just like chugging back those smoothies every single time i got hurt because i was like there is no way that was i am doing those conveyor belts again <laughs> it's yeah. just not gonna happen that's that was the only um that was the only reason i was able to beat it like i think i think if uh even at my difficulty level uh i i totally only was able to do it because i was spamming the smoothies i was like two levels below where i was supposed to be or whatever and i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it like i'll get it yeah done. I think the one time um, that I uh, that I died on that one, I drank a smoothie, but he decided to attack me like more than once. Oh, that yeah. happened to me and too. I was attacked like, twice. Oh. I don't have the hearts for this. I'm dead. Like game over. Well, what happened? So, to, what happened to me was I was at full health, 
and he was like, oh, he's attacking again. And I was like, oh, shit, I took my hand off. So he just hit me, and I wasn't blocking. <laughs> and I, I hit, I took, like, three hearts, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but then they do that like little a mini game. I don't know if you got it on yours, where you're, like, doing the pushing the ring in to get the, uh, b- like, boxes he's throwing at you. And oh, inside yeah, yeah. some of those, I had some hearts. Mm-hmm. But I'd already just mm-hmm. drank a smoothie right before then, so I was really annoyed that I blew a smoothie because I'm, like, hitting these boxes and I didn't need to at all because I'd already had like full health, but it was like, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, I I I'm loving the game. Me too. I, and I've had a, I've had a few friends reach out to me um, because they saw me posting about it on like Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, and we're like, oh, how is it? Like, is it worth it? Whatever. Um. And like, I've gotten a few people to pick it up. Um. Because they they like were looking for a good solution and like. I think it's really great, you know, like um, Sarah's been in the room a couple times where I was working out and she's like commented on how like they really just do a good, like it's really good. It's a, it's a well-developed, I mean, game, sure, but like just like workout tool, like in terms of the way that it, like it's constantly like um, giving you positive reinforcement, like it can tell if your form is off a little yeah. bit. So like I've noticed like when I was doing like the warrior pose yoga thing, it'll be like, oh, like bend your knees a little bit more. Like, you know, like, like you're doing good, but like your form's off a little bit, you know? And like, it was, oh, like you're going too fast. Like slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? It and was day three The fact that like, me. if you're not doing it right, it stops you and asks you to adjust. Yes. Like those are really helpful for somebody like me who just, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, I'm, I want to do it, but I don't know where to start, you know? It was day three for me that I really struggled. My, my muscles in my legs especially were really really sore and i think it was because the Mm -hmm. day before that was the day like i'd unlocked the color coding and so like all of the ones it threw at me was like a leg day kind of thing where they're all blue and i needed to do squats and the knee lift stuff and so i was really really sore that day uh and it was trying to get me to do squats and i just couldn't do it i could not go low enough and it was just like <laughs> just let me give me good instead of great and it was like telling me to go a bit lower and i just I, there's just absolutely no way i could do it and it wasn't even like um like i could push myself any further my legs just wouldn't go like mm-hmm. i there is genuinely yeah. no way i could physically go any lower and that was the day the only day i've had this week where i was like i don't think i can do 10 minutes but macaulay was in the room for that one and was like no 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 you really need to do like 10 minutes it's just like another 2 minutes just like just go for it and that was like the only day really i've had this week where i was really really sore um yeah and it was the same for me it was either the second or third day i don't remember which it was but that was where it was like I, like it was like hurting, not hurting, but like it was it was bothering me to go up and down the yeah. stairs, you know, not even up down, like having to put my yeah. full body weight on my uh-huh. legs was like, oh, my God, like they feel like jelly, you know, and it wasn't a pain as much as it was just like I'm tired, you yeah. know, I'm physically tired in a way I haven't been in a yeah. while. Uh, but I think like after that day, that's gone away. Like, I pushed through that, and now it's like, like, I'm moving my arm. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm gesturing. <laughs> I can feel that my muscles are are strained a little bit. Like, I can feel some of that lactic acid buildup, but it's not like it was on those first couple days, where it's like, now, when I go to do it, like, my, I feel that I've... I've been doing the work, but I also feel that I'm getting stronger and I feel that like workouts that I was trying to do on Monday that I was struggling with, um, like, you know how they always have you do the dynamic stretching mm-hmm. in the beginning? No, I've started skipping some of those cause I was just saying, 
I stopped. I, I was doing that originally. Now I'm doing them every time because A, I find that they, they help uh, me feel better afterwards and I can go longer. I, well, but I also you get extra. once the, the stretching at the end and I felt like shit the next day. So since yeah. then I've never done stop <laughs> stretching at the end. Um, you get extra exp for doing it you too, do you I get mean. like 300 which is, for, which is really yeah. good I, I i do like it and and i love that i finally got somewhere to spend the money i was like i'm collecting all these coins like what do i use it for and then like you unlock the shop and you can get clothes and smoothies and stuff i don't like the clothes options i wish there were better yeah. options i yeah. do too but That's i hope the there's I'm gonna be more that by. come in the future there's more yeah, as you go so basic sure. um yeah. I just like I just want to be able to wear all black. Like I want to look like how I would dress. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Have you both gotten to the point where there's the skill tree yet? No. Okay. I, don't think so. I forget if they explicitly down, tell you about it. So I'm it. on the. I'm like okay. on a loop bit, and I've just found like the first void that I can go into, and mm. I did like a mini game in the void that I didn't pass because I was like dying. It was the one where you have Were to you like. In- are you in the I'm fourth in world? Four, yeah, and there's mm-hmm. like a yeah, void you'll get to if you haven't got to it already. And the mini game in there is like this uh, core crunch and then twist at the same time. And I just couldn't get the oh, rhythm cool. in it. I did it right at the end of my last workout, and it was like push in and twist. And then as you twist back, you have to like pull out, and you have to do like in like specific ways. I yeah, just, that yeah, one's hard. At that. You got like rank C, and yeah. So yeah. I need to go back and do that this time. So I'm doing my workout straight after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a skill tree i don't know if they explicitly tell you about it like my first time when i was playing the game i got pretty far without touching that skill tree and then once i found it i was just like oh man look at all of these new things i can unlock and some of them are extra hearts other moves um some pretty cool things that you can get from it um but yeah i, I like is once you get to level 40 you can unlock you unlock the ability to use skill points that oh, can I be gotcha. used to unlock new fit skills from the main menu. I'm level 21, I think. Mm. So I've still got ways to I go. I think I'm like 19 or something like that. I'm like a little behind you. Um, I wanted to ask uh, something. So we're, we're talking about some of the RPG mechanics and stuff in the game and, and everything. How do you guys feel about that element of it? Like, do you feel like the uh, RPG nature of Ring Fit is part of why it's working yes. for you or is it that it's a video game like is is it that we're working on it together like what what about ring fit is it that is like clicking for you this time i around? think it's a bit of everything but i love the rpg elements even if it's only because it forces you to introduce variety into your workout i know that if i was doing this just on my own and it didn't kind of force me with the color coding to switch up my skills to give me that like different story mechanic of these guys are yoga people or these guys are aerobic um enemies that I would stick to what I found easiest, which would be like overhead stretches or like all of the red ones, the strength ones, I find easy compared to the like leg ones or the yoga ones yeah. or the aerobic ones. And so that element I think really, really works in its favor for me that I know that when you go into a level, it says you want to set like blue workout ones or red workout um, like mechanics um moves i think they're called or skills um mm-hmm. 
so that really works for me. And I also love the fact that you've got like smoothies, which forces you to do it. And when you get to like uh, a bunch of enemies, it forces you in the same video game way of like any JRPG would to go, oh, there's like... To be like strategic. Yeah, there's like, oh, there's three <laughs> yellow enemies. So I'll use this this uh, skill I have, which will knock out most of them in one hit. So then I haven't got to be here forever. Yeah. And then I can like, then I'll go for the big guy because I know he's going to attack me more. And then that will leave just this little weedy one. So if he's left behind, then it's no big deal. And I love that element to it as well. It really does feel like you're playing just a JRPG, mm-hmm. but you're having to move and, and do exercise in order to defeat the the enemies which i think really works but i also think the same as you pete that if we weren't doing this in public like if i wasn't every single day tweeting that my results for that day did it today it would be way too easy for me to cheat and and i know from past experience i'm fine to cheat myself i don't give a shit like (laughs) i i find exercise difficult um and that's partially why like i find it a problem um, but as the week has progressed, doing it every single day, uh, and I think being a game and doing it with the three of us has, has kind of forced me to do that. Um, yeah, it's made it a lot easier. So I think it's all three of those mechanics for me. The RPG is great. The fact that it's a game, of course, makes it a fun way to exercise rather than just putting music on and sitting on a bike or going for a run or whatever. I've never found that engaging having something to look at and something to do. I guess is why people really like those Peloton bikes where it kind of is something. It's like, feels like you're in a game. It feels like you're it's doing like a class, something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this feels yeah, like. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think, I think it's like the, the system that we've created here for ourselves. It very much reminds me of attending a fitness class with a friend, mm-hmm. right? Where like, I think the reason people go to fitness classes is because there's accountability, right? You're not responsible for your workout. There's a person who's going to take you through it. That's what the game is doing. The fact that we're doing it together, it has that social element of like, well, if you guys are, you know, if we, if we, we were all gym buddies, right. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to go today. Then that means you can decide you're not going to go today or you don't have the support that you were supposed to have when we were supposed to go together and egg each other on in the way that you were just talking about earlier with like Macaulay, right, Steve, where it's like, sometimes you just need that person to be like, no, you can do it. Like two more Mm -hmm. minutes, go. Um, So it's a combination of those two things that I think was what helped me get started but to your point, Steve, now that I've been doing it every day and that I am feeling physical gains in my body, uh, I'm getting more and more into the like RPG-ness of working out at all, you know, where it's like I feel like, oh, I'm leveling myself up, you know, like I my level in the game is going up, but I also feel my actual fitness levels being better. My legs are stronger, like I can lift more than I could at the beginning of the the week, you know, like um like just and this is like anecdotal right but like i have a thing going on right now with my heating in my house where there's like a a basin uh around our heating unit that is filling with water because it's like super cold out and i need to use a, a shop vac to get it out because we're in the process of getting it fixed yada 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 when it fills up it's 12 gallons of water and it's super fucking heavy and it was the thing where like two weeks ago when i was doing it it would be like i'd be winded by the time i get up the stairs i'm noticing it's easier to do you know, and like things like that. So like starting to not only have like the in-game like, oh, I'm getting, I'm leveling up. So I'm getting more abilities and it's more fun and I'm putting more thought into the strategy of it and everything. 
um, which is helping me stay engaged while I'm playing and not feeling bored while I'm working out because that's a big thing with me too, Steve, where like my mind starts to wander and then I'm thinking about the fact that I'm exercising and I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to be doing this and whatever. Whereas in the game, it's harder to do that because it's constantly like, okay, you need to run. Okay, there's a box. Hit it. Oh, hey, look, there's this vista that you're running up against. Pay attention to that for a minute. <laughs> now there's a battle. And like it doesn't ever let me focus on the fact that I'm uncomfortable long enough to get uncomfortable. It's so much easier to just keep that momentum because it's egging you on. And you see that you're growing and getting better and unlocking more things you can do and more things you can yeah. try. Um, so, yeah, like it's, it's starting to really like click for me. And it's hitting those those same kinds of centers of the brain that go off when I'm playing a video game. And like, that's what I need. I think for like exercise, it's the <laughs> same way that I got better at saving money this year. Cause I'm starting to get excited about like the RPG, like min maxing of my budget, you know? <laughs> and I think if I can do that with my health, I'll be in fucking business. Yep. You know, you got the money, you got the looks, <laughs> you got it all. It's all you yeah. need. <laughs> and, and you know, that's, that's definitely what I connect with where it's like, it's it does a really good job of guiding you. I think like I was most fit when I had a soccer coach telling me like, okay, we're doing this drill, we're doing this stuff. You know, there was a lot of like y you didn't really have to think about it, which I think like mentally. And you have a responsibility yeah, to your you've team. You've got a responsibility there, but like also like mentally, it can be exhausting coming up with like, oh, what am I going to do for workouts this time? So I like the introductions that it does to all these different moves and everything. It guides you through. There's that constant feedback of like, oh, bend your knees a little bit more, um, squat down a little bit further, um, watch your mm, breathing. Reminding you to like breathe in, yeah, mm -hmm. when you like breathe in when or you're doing like, stretches or something. Or to be like, hey, like, like make sure you take mm -hmm. a drink of water. Yeah. Like, stay hydrated. Yeah, it, like, every like, time he are, tells me, I'm like, awesome. every time he tells me, I'm like, you ain't gonna tell me twice. I'm like, you're already <laughs> chugging on that water anyway. I'm like fucking dying here, mate. See, that's the thing, though. Like, sometimes I mm -hmm. won't think of it, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I am yeah. thirsty. You know, and then it's like, oh, cool. I'm like, and that goes to what you're talking about, Chewy, and it goes back to the thing that Steve said about how it it, it makes you vary up your exercise, mm -hmm. and it also makes you take breaks from, like, cutscenes and dialogue, and it's like, it's all these things that, like, somebody who knows how to work out will do consciously to make sure they're not pushing themselves mm -hmm. too hard. But, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm some fat nerd. Like, give me the game. that will tell me how to do it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, it kind of takes, like, all of the mental work away from it so you can fi uh, kind of focus on that physical stuff. But at the same time, it's, like, connecting yeah. all of those dots, like, subconsciously where you're like, oh, I don't really have to think about that anymore. Like, I just kind of know now because that's, like, been part of this routine as I do it. But let, yeah. let me tell you. I think it's why people pay for personal trainers, isn't it? It's like I go to the gym, the personal trainer's there, and you just say to the personal trainer, what are we doing today? And it's like, well, we're going to start on this, then we're going to go to that, then we're going to do this. It's very much the same mm -hmm. thing. It's just like a digitized version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's like what's so cool about systems like that and what I think Ring Fit is doing in a you know way more cost-effective way <laughs> and more accessible way right now too, mm -hmm. right, with, with the pandemic is that like um, I think it's that combination of accountability but also being taught, right? That's the other reason you go to a trainer is like, well, I want to be in good shape but I don't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah, and that could be embarrassing. To Chewy's point, you know? Yeah, it can be embarrassing. People get self-conscious mm -hmm. about it. But it also can just feel like, 
I, to me, I think that's always been the biggest barrier for myself is that I don't know how to exercise properly. Mm-hmm. So like I, even when I was going to the gym, I'll go to the gym and I'll run on the treadmill for 40 minutes. But what is that actually doing for me? Like, you know, I don't, I don't have a plan. I don't know what my goal is. You know, my goal is to be healthier and to lose weight, but like, I don't know the best way to do that. And I don't know the different muscle groups I should be working out and all those things. And it takes all that guesswork out of it for you. But it also, like you said, it teaches you those things where now I'm like, oh, like when I'm doing the, the low, you know, the low pull, push or whatever, I'm working on these, this muscle group. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah, and like, it shows I'm starting to have an understanding side, of yeah. what the muscle groups are, you know, and like, what I, what should I even be doing, you know? And like, I like that it tracks what you've done and it's like, oh, you really focused on your legs today. Let's make sure we do leg stretches so that you feel fine afterwards. Like, that's shit I wouldn't think to do or wouldn't even know how to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I do wish it did do though, and it's just reminded me, uh, based on something you've said, is that you could put a goal in to say what do you want to do. Like, mm. my goal might be to lose weight. Chewie's goal might be to gain strength. Someone else's goal might be yeah. to tone up or get more fit. And then you could focus in and hone in on that because that is something a personal trainer would ask and would do with you. It's like It feels as though it's way more focused on general fitness yes. mm-hmm. of like, if you do this, you will generally be in good shape. And I feel like for me, when this challenge is over... I don't know that it's something that I'll continue to do every single day, but I think it's something I'll continue to do weekly as part of my exercise and like sub in other things to focus on. Like if I specifically was like, oh, I want to like work on my upper body, like maybe rather than doing ring fit that day, you do weights, you do free weights that day. And like ring fit is one of the things you do to make sure you're getting a variety yeah. of exercise. You know, I think like that's, I think it's a good way to start and then kind of learn and evolve your overall. And that's, the, and that's kind of the thing I want to warn you guys about too. Cause I think it's the world five or six or something where there is this whole stretch of worlds that are like highly focused into one um, muscle category. Oh, cool. and because I got okay. to the point my first time through where I was like, you know, I'm kind of used to these exercises. I think I've built up those muscles that you know they've been making me work on over and over. And then, like, as soon as I hit that point where I was like, I just had the easiest workout of my life. The next day was so much harder because it like just completely changed. Where they were like, this world is all legs. Like you are here to work on those. That's good because I like that you could then go in once you finish them all and just say, I want a leg day Mm -hmm. and you go to like world six and you just do it all. But I've also found that they, they've sneakily been making every single level a little bit longer as I've been Mm -hmm. going along. Like it started at like two minutes, then it was three. I think I just did one that was like seven minutes long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this feels like a long time. Yeah. I said last night, like I, I, I only made it to ten minutes. Um, that what I did two things. One of them was a level that was eight minutes. Yeah, and the other was like one of the mini games or whatever. You know, so yeah. It was like, Holy so, shit. Like, uh, so that's yeah. funny. The difficulty differences. Like I'll, I'll be open with mine. I'm playing at the highest difficulty, and I think the first level is like nine minutes to start. So, like, the wow. levels are very oh long. God, that's tough. You run into boss levels. Um, I think the estimate on the World 3 boss is, like, 20 minutes or something like that. Okay, that explains how you easily got to 40 minutes then, because there's no way you would yeah. get to that level by completing the levels normally on the difficulty I'm on. It says on the menu my difficulty level is level 11. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that sits compared to, to you guys. Oh, shoot. I, I, wish I, I think the, the highest is sure. 30. 
and you, okay, you can't so put I'm it anywhere. Fairly higher. low. I'm thinking Cause, of cause going up a little bit though. Um, this this week. I, so I started at I started at moderate. I don't know what number mm-hmm. that was, and then I remember on that second or third day where I was like really tired, I knocked the difficulty down. And it was too easy, so I knocked it back up. And then since then, I've moved it up again. So I think today I was going to move it up another level. So I don't know if maybe that'll put me at like... Like if I'm at the same level Steve's at, which it sounds like I am, I'm probably like near like that 12, 10 to 15 range, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, my goal is to like every two or three days try to put it up I a level. Put mine and up, then on yeah. days where I feel tired, I'll knock <laughs> it back down. Yeah, but, I, I, I haven't bothered putting mine up yet because the moment... I felt like I was about to was the day I did that world three boss. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think tomorrow I'm probably going to put it up because yesterday was pretty easy, but say I'm going to see how it goes. And then I did that world three boss where it just like winded the fuck out of me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, this is right for me. This is the correct level. I'm going to stick it here. But this week, depending on how it goes, I definitely want to ramp it up at least once um, to see, see how it goes. Cause you can always turn it down again the next day if it's too difficult. Yeah. I really like that they ask you. He told like me to day. say, he he said to me, is it getting annoying that I'm asking you every day and you just keep saying the same thing? And I was like, no, it's fine because I kind of <laughs> do what you need to ask anyway. Because it guilts yeah. you in. To, I think it's kind of guilting me in a little bit to, into wanting to boost it up because it is making me think like, oh, actually, yeah, I've been playing for this for Maybe a week now. Maybe I should go up a level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's a good place to end it for today. Uh, obviously, we're going to be doing this the rest of the month, so tune in next week for our update on week two. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are following along. I, I know some people in the community have picked it up themselves. I've seen a couple people in the Discord saying they've dusted off their ring fit and they're, they're trying it out for themselves. So even if you guys don't do it every day like we do and follow all the same rules or whatever, I hope... Uh, I hope we've inspired you to to maybe give it a second look and you know and see how you can uh, get a little bit healthier in 2021. Um, it's something that you know Steve and I have been talking about a lot last year that we really wanted to focus on that this year. I feel like this has been super helpful for me to get off on the right foot uh, after a somewhat rocky January. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been super helpful for us and uh, seems like something you guys could get something out of too. Um, so I hope you'll give it a shot. So Chewy, thank you for joining us yeah, again. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course man looking forward to doing this the rest of the month um real quick let the people know where yeah, they can you can find, find it. me pretty much chewy plays or chewy plays nintendo all everywhere and then i also host the podcast haken in animal crossing podcast so yeah it's all about animal crossing in my world most for the most part <laughs> yeah. check it out all right cool um, so again, you know, all the ways you can support the show, we're at Loot Pots, wherever you get your video game content, head over to the Patreon, uh, where for just a buck, you'll be able to jump into our After Dark episode this week, where the three of us are going to keep things rolling, and we're going to talk about Mass Effect and Shit's Creek. Uh, what an episode that's going to be for me personally. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's the best way to show your support, get some extra content from us, uh, help us keep the mics rolling, all that all that good stuff. Tune into the Twitch channel uh, where this Thursday we will probably be continuing our Legend of Zelda playthrough. We will definitely be playing uh, some Mario with uh, Sierra and hopefully Chewy. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff in the pipe. Go check it out. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys know how to do the internet things at this point. So with that, thank you for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We will catch you next week.